0: Welcome once again to another episode of Comic Talk. It's that show brought to you by The Keeg, where we talk about this week's releases of comics, whether they be DC, Marvel, or Indie. I'm your host, Demetri Pereira. For those of you who don't know, DC Comics come out on Tuesdays, Marvel Comics come out on Wednesdays, so do Indie Comics. Those both come out on Wednesdays. And we're here on a Thursday, May 19th, 2022, to talk about this week's releases of comics. Um, There's a lot to go through, and I. I'm Not gonna do it alone. No, instead, I have wonderful guest. She's been on the show before. We got Danny McGowan. Danny, how you doing today?
1: I'm really good. Thank you so much for having me on the show again. Okay. Yeah. I actually I looked down at my calendar and I was like, it's the 20th today. Um, but that is because it's 1 a.m. here. Because so. yeah,
0: you uh you're you're on Greenwich Mean Time or British summertime. British summertime, yes. right? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Um, which which is what they call Greenwich Mean Time, but with daylight
1: mm-hmm. time or plus, it's not plus,
0: daylight same time i always forget
1: I, I forget which way it is but we're plus one from gmt right
0: now you're a plus one from gmt yes but you are always eight hours ahead of pacific time so yeah it's it's up to me to do the calculations i'm just happy that you're here at 1 a.m your time um to join me and talk about comics that came out this week I love talking about comics, so it's an easy decision. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, uh, I'm saying, yeah, like, I agree with you, but, like, I'm I'm happy that it's an easy decision, so thank you. Um, uh, Right now, we are live streaming to volume.com, to twitch.tv, and to YouTube. Uh, if you look up The Keeg Show on any one of those, slash The Keeg Show, you can find us there. And if you are not live streaming, you're listening to the podcast, you're listening to wherever... We uh wherever you get your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Radio. We are all over the place. Um, we're gonna talk about this week's releases of comics. And uh first, I want to know, Danny, what um before we get to your pick of the week, I wanna know what comics you read this week because there was a good amount of comics across DC Marvel and Indie. Um, but what did you what did you read?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So um I think. Anyone that's heard me on the show before probably knows that I'm a massive X-Men fan. You are. Um, So I read a lot of the X titles that came out this week. I didn't quite get to Excellent or Wolverine Patch, but everything else I got to. Um, And it was basically X-Men, and I read Silk um, on the Marvel side. Mm. And then on the DC side, there was some Shadow War stuff. Um, And what else was there? There was Nightwing. There's and Flash. there was Flash. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Awesome. And then I also read House of Slaughter this week, which is a new arc starting.
0: Yeah. And What company does that?
1: Boom Studios. Okay. Boom Studios. Boom's
0: right. on the rise, right? Is yeah, it just me? I,
1: re- I really like Boom Studios. I think, like, if I see an issue number one and it's from Boom, I'm picking it up.
0: Uh, That's fair. I Indie comics have... I mean, they've always had a big impact on on the comic book industry, but because of comics diversifying themselves, I feel like indies matter so much more now, you know? Yeah,
1: absolutely. I think it's also for people who really like comics as a storytelling medium, I think sometimes it can be easier when, you know, you've got this succinct five-issue arc to read and that's it, one and done kind of thing, rather than being like, there's... A thousand issues of this one thing. How do I get started?
0: You know, like, (laughs) right. Everyone's in comics for different reasons, but what Mm -hmm. people out there have to realize is a comic is a medium and it's not a genre. It's not even one publisher, you know, it's a medium. So you get horror comics, you get romance comics, you get superhero comics, you get distant space science fiction, and sometimes they're in the same universe. It's the Marvel universe, those comics are Marvel. some of them even could be part of the Marvel multiverse, like a different universe than like the 616. Then you have DC Comics, but then DC Comics has like the DC world and then they have black label stuff, right? Or um, um, uh, then you have indie comics and, and you have Image, which is kind of trying to create this like universe with um, uh, Rogue Sun and uh, uh, Radiant Black and those kind of comics. They're doing a shared universe. They used to have the invincible shared universe. Uh, but then they have other one shots. So it depends on what you like. Do you like shared yeah. universes? Do you like succinct? There's five issues in, in Stray Dogs and that's it. And like, you know, by the way, shout out to Stray Dogs. Five issues of Stray Dogs and that's You're it. You know, uh, it just depends on what you like. So anyone out there who's watching or listening, like, feel free to Ask us questions, um, especially, especially Danny. Um, actually, Danny, I, I didn't update your, uh, your display. What's your new social media?
1: It's Danny. I made them both the same. It's That's Danny's great. comics. Okay. <laughs> it's um,
0: Danny's
1: comics now.
0: Danny's comics now. I, I don't get to make fun of you for Danny with a Y versus Danny with an I anymore. It's always yeah, exactly, an I. Exactly. Yeah, exactly, exactly.
1: It's always an I. Yeah. Um, I was like, as I was doing it, I was hearing your voice in the back of my head being like, why are they different? So
0: (laughs) (laughs) I I always as like the producer of the key, like I'm always I have to keep track of everybody's. And then I feel (laughs) I feel weird because I'm always like making fun of people for having like different usernames for different things. But I get it like everybody's created them at different times. Um, But right now is what I call rebranding season. Somebody else might have called it that, but I forget who. But right now, everybody's rebranding, whether it's just like consolidating all their social media on one name or changing their like online name. I feel like a lot of people are doing that right now. Have you noticed that? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think, you know, when you come, when we start to come out of winter into summer and people are like, I've, I'm emerging from my chrysalis as a new person kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Um, Is it I a think, start think, of think, summer thing too? I think I think so. I think so. I think it's like a spring summer thing in that people are like, you know what? It's time for a change. Like the yeah. sun's out, and so I too shall be happy and do something new. I don't I don't know. I feel like that's that's maybe spring makes people do crazy things.
0: Yeah. Uh shout out to like Annihilation cosplay. That's that's their new name. Um Cindy Che, that's her new. Uh, social media handle, like everybody's getting like, uh, you know, putting, figuring it out, which is cool. I mean, <laughs> it also makes it easier for me when I have to like keep track of everybody's, you know, social media, but Danny's comics, uh, awesome. Again, it's not displayed, but, uh, you know,
1: hopefully easy enough to remember.
0: I will. I, and I'll, I'll change it for next time. Uh, shout out to aggressively relaxing on YouTube. Aggressively relaxing says I'm not rebranding. I nailed the first time. Uh, yeah aggressively relaxing that's good uh luckily you know um i don't i don't charge you by the syllable for me saying your name because then you'd be broke aggressively relaxing gotta count it like a haiku it's seven it's seven syllables but that's fair um i read some comics this week i read batman superman world finest number three i read batman the Night five I read Flash 782, Nightwing 92, Shadow War Zone, um, which is Shadow War Zone 1, but I think it's the old, it's like a standalone. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, then uh, I read Immortal X-Men 2. I read New Mutants 25, Wolverine 21, Excellent 3, X-Force 28, X-Men Red 2, Thor 25. And then maybe attributing to my sadness today rain number five i was sad before Mm. i read rain number five but then i read it and i'm like oh come on i thought it ended at four i thought it just ended and it was just one of those endings where it's like "Eh, and just ends but then they had a five and i'm like what and then (laughs) wait a second i was i was very surprised and then i read it and i'm like this is (sighs) sad again I don't know if you read it. I, read Rain. I ha-
1: so I haven't. I haven't read Rain. Um, I own one copy of Rain because I very sadly, maybe not sadly, on my pool list I've asked for any Peach Momoko cover variant. Oh. And so I have a Rain Peach Momoko cover in my possession.
0: <laughs> what issue is that? I think it's three. Oh, I was saying at least. I mean, if it was issue one, that'd be kind of cool. You could start with that, but. Mm-hmm.
1: You, um, you no, <laughs> right smack bang in the middle <laughs> yeah it,
0: it, it, it's it's not my pick of the week because that's going to be my next question to you but i uh uh-huh. since i just have this artwork up for rain number five um uh somebody told me somebody on comic talk told me to uh they were reading rain and it's written by joe hill which is stephen king's uh 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 son technically the comic's not written by joe hill but it's based off the short story written by joe hill Um, And it's about suddenly the, the world around the world, it starts raining like crystal, like spikes and it just kills everything. And like anyone who's out in the quote unquote rain dies because they just get impaled by different sized needles. They're like crystal needles of different sizes. And that's kind of the premise. And it's like, then there's just like needles on the ground and then people dead bodies on the ground and then people who are indoors, you know, got to figure things out and what's going on, and so um, it's very apocalyptic and uh, very sad.
1: That sounds really interesting, though.
0: Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's super interesting, but it's such a downer. But a
1: yeah, yeah, definitely. So yeah. I, it's it's not an uplifting post-apocalyptic story, is what you're telling me.
0: Um. I guess I mean I guess the theme is that like the people who are left like even if there's one person left in the world like they matter right oh, and it's like well you, that's kind
1: of nice I
0: mean like it's just like you find even if like all your fa- friends and family have died you will find like reasons with this like human connection or maybe I'm just reading too much into it maybe that's you know maybe that's just me no
1: I don't think so I don't I think what if you can take away a deeper meaning from the from from any story. Other yeah. than like the story that's being told, I think that's always a good thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, you should uh, you should read it.
1: Definitely. I'll check if it you out. find
0: if you find time. Um, what was your pick of the week this week? Because we both read My a lot. My
1: pick of the oh we did. Um, I really really enjoyed Immortal X Men this week. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed number one as well, but I thought it was I thought it was okay.
0: One um let's talk about it let's talk because there was a lot of x-men titles that came out this week uh let's talk about immortal uh immortal x-men number two how'd you feel about it
1: great um so i i really enjoyed it um i thought it was a good follow-up to the first issue which i thought was such a strong start to this new era of destiny of x um what i think is interesting is that we're getting more into the dodgy quiet council side of, yeah. of the X Men. Yeah. Like, um, Hope, her, uh, Celine dying and then Hope using her, hus- well, not her husk, but like her resurrected body to get the information she needed and then immediately killing her again. Yeah. Well, I was like, that, that is fucked up. <laughs> but yeah. I loved
0: it. <laughs> it was great. That it, it, like with this new status quo of X Men, it really, like, they're really doing something which is like they're not only building outwards they're building up so like on a given like they're not only creating more and more concepts each concept they're like taking to the utmost right so this idea of resurrection that's been around since you know for a couple of years with house of x powers of x but um they're also stating that like you're kind of groggy when you first get resurrected right so anyone with telepathic like blocks or can you know you can you can just resurrect someone and then just like get into their brain real quick
1: yeah yeah it's it, which is, i mean it's so it's so morally gray and yeah. i would say it's a very dark gray <laughs> yeah but it's um and also i mean mr sinister being like an abomination of sorts that was cool too i really right. enjoyed that um i thought it, i thought it was a pretty solid book I, i've been enjoying it more like then
0: a lot, a lot is ha- a lot happened in this book, and I have to like separate yeah. it from X Men Red number mm-hmm. two because yes. both books have Storm in it, in varying degrees, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, because Storm's in the Quiet Council, yeah, and the 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 Great Ring of Morocco.
0: I didn't realize that Storm's on the Quiet Council, and she's she's the 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 ruler of Mars, essentially.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's she's got a full plate.
0: Why? Why hasn't she stepped down from the Quiet Council? You'd think that, like being the ruler of Mars, would be like Mars. Isn't that a conflict of interest? Like Mars and Krakoa should be two different political systems.
1: Yeah, yeah, I can definitely, I can definitely see that argument. It is interesting that she's remained on both councils. Oh, um,
0: because well, she's also on, on the council. On both... She's on the council there, right? What's it called? Yeah, yeah. The, the Great the, Ring. The,
1: the Great Ring of Krakoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah um so it's like it's, it's interesting it's interesting especially because she's the only non Iraqi mutant on that yeah um but yeah I mean good for her girl bossing it I I <laughs> <laughs> but um I imagine that's going to come into a conflict at some point probably on X-Men Red where they're like you have the Krokoan interest at heart and not the Arako interest you know but
0: right right um in immortal, I mean immortal X-Men number two is was really good. Um it, it dealt with Hope Summers joining the Quiet Council and Celine double crossing everybody and just being like, yeah, peace out. But then you know, they fix that real fast.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And absolutely.
0: destiny's pulling the strings, right?
1: That's what it looks like. But what's what's the um the the end part? Uh she clearly sees someone that she doesn't want to see. But right? who is it?
0: I don't know. There's Who is it? Tell me. <laughs> is this also the issue where Sage says she's been sleeping with somebody or is that X-Force?
1: Mm, I think that might be
0: X-Force. Okay. Cuz there's yeah, been I... You remember in Immortal X-Men number 1, Sinister had his Sinister secrets and like they had a bunch of like hints at like different things but they didn't say who it was. Mm-hmm. Um it mentions somebody somebody's been spending after hours with Mr. Sinister. But I don't think it's sage because I don't know what the crossover would be there, there, but like everybody's sleeping with everybody now on Krakoa. Sure.
1: It's true. They're a very free, free nation of people.
0: Yeah. The question is like with, with all this stuff, do you, do you try to decode all the clues? Are you that type of reader? So
1: I like, I like to read everything. Um, I'm really not a, um, I'm not a person who's very good at predicting things. I guess I will say I okay. and like partially I do like to be surprised. I will say though I made a TikTok ages ago that um oh, what's his name um what is his name the guy that's in X Men mm-hmm. who was revealed to be Mister Sinister but with a club forehead. I made oh uh, Doctor
0: uh, Stasis. Ago.
1: Dr. Stasis, yeah, ages ago, I was like, that's for sure, Mr. Sinister. And then I was so proud of myself when I read the page. I was like, I did it. I finally got one. Um, But other than that, um, I would say I'm not really great at decoding things. I love reading all those info pages, though, because I think they're so interesting. And sometimes you learn some interesting things. Like, see, when I've gone back in time, for example, the one that talks about Sync being able to use his powers without being in contact with someone. Yeah. Looking at that backwards, you can see oh they're clearly saying that he used his powers on um Ben Ulrich. But oh. when I read it at the time, I was like, that's cool. Wonder why that's relevant. And like just like moved on. Yeah. <laughs> but you know.
0: Yeah. Um they've been doing like just really cool things, hinting at different things. Um mm-hmm. and like these big books like Immortal X-Men number two, they drop so many hints at so many different things. Yeah. And I'm trying to go through it all in my head but like destiny pulling the strings and being like, "Hey, Hope, just so you know, uh I got a vision that Celine uh is going to be a near window at this time and she's going to die." And then she's like, "What are the odds that she's going to die?" and it's like pretty perfect now that I've told you. And so it's like this hint of like go kill Celine. Yeah. What if you were completely oblivious though? Like... Yeah,
1: it's interesting. It's like um the 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 lady in the Matrix, you know, where it's like, oh, if I didn't tell you to watch out, would that have happened? You know. Yeah. It's a it's a very uh interesting thing.
0: Do you like Hope Summers?
1: I like Hope well enough. Okay. Um, I don't think she's the most interesting Summers, but she's 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 decent.
0: There's something weird going on with her in Exodus. Not sexual, just
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. weird. I kind of like the dynamic of him being like, "Yeah, you are my messiah," and she's like, "Hold on, like, yeah. no, like, no, no." <laughs> yeah.
0: But she's using him
1: though. Yeah. Oh, for sure, for sure. She she does seem a bit like mani- I mean, uh, manipulative in this. Uh, with would uh, obviously with Celine as well. Like, uh, yeah. it's a bit of a difference from, I guess, what we've seen of her previously where she has been maybe a little bit more less great, um, yeah. i would say
0: but yeah um you you have immortal x-men number two as your uh pick of the week i have x-men red number uh two and uh mostly because sword before this like new kind of soft relaunch with all like the, the x-men titles sword was one of my favorite um favorite books because sword and immortal x-men have something very similar which were, they were both kind of political based uh science fiction
1: mm-hmm.
0: and like so sword ends and then x-men red starts where we're seeing abigail brand who's working for orcus she is she has her like little things going on in the background and she put together an x-men red team and then Storm, who is the, what's her title? Regent or? Regent of Mars, yeah. Uh, she's Regent of Mars. She creates her Brotherhood of Mutants, which are essentially the X-Men of, of Mars. But Abigail Brand kind of owns the brand, I guess.
1: Yeah. In
0: a weird way. Um, and like, it's it's interesting to see it kind of come together and have Abigail be manipulating people.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's always really interesting I think as well when we know that someone is a traitor and the characters don't know that someone is a traitor. I yeah. just find that like an interesting like tension and dynamic. Mm-hmm. Um, I also the fight between Storm and Vulcan was top notch. I really yeah. enjoyed that.
0: Yeah, I that's like great. how they worked through it, right? Yeah. Because matchups, that's what fandom does and fandom's not like like us as fans, we're not always, well, we're never impartial and we're not always logical with the way it works, but the right, like, it really is like who wins in a fight. Well, it depends on who the author wants to win in a fight for whatever reason. It's never, you know, it's always for a reason, whether it's to yeah. humble somebody or whatever, but the author wrote it as they're equal, right? In, the, in a sense, they have, e- they're equally Omega mutants, but then, then it just comes to a, like willpower. And storm yeah. beats Vulcan on willpower.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Makes. I'm cool sense. with that.
0: I'm cool yeah, with
1: it. I I was happy with that. I was like, makes sense. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> <Move> yeah. <up." laughs>
0: Is this the issue that starts off with Vulcan talking to to Petra and Sway, but it's constructs?
1: Yes, because then they're like, well, you may know that since the Scarlet Witch did this thing, they're dead yeah <laughs> but we can resurrect them right and he's like wait a second but they're here right that is how it opens yeah because
0: there's something weird going on right there's like a yeah. he's like a spy right
1: yeah there's there's definitely something weird going
0: on there for sure he's like a spy and that's why he's not like completely there in the head yeah something weird's going on with him and i'm kind of oh, for sure I, I, I can't wait till we find out because it's been a long time coming. Because didn't didn't this whole kind of thing kick off with uh, with him being like, I don't think I died out there. I think I'm a clone, right? Not this issue. Was is that in X-Men red
1: number
0: one? No, no, no. But like in it was in previous X-Men title like titles okay. in House of X, Powers of X. Okay, where
1: okay.
0: He was having visions or something, and then it was like, is there still a Gabriel Summers out there in space? And I don't know whether it ever got resolved.
1: I don't remember that. So hmm. it probably did not get resolved. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, X-Men Red was, uh, was cool. We got Storm. We have Magneto. We have this new guy, Fisher King, who isn't supposed to- I think like... he's cool. <laughs> yeah, he's cool. He doesn't have any powers, right?
1: No, yeah, yeah, exactly. He's got his spear. He's yeah. ready to go. He's yeah. ready to fish.
0: And then who's their other person? Didn't they have four um... people on their team?
1: sunspot, right? This
0: is a sunspot? Okay. Yeah. Other, you know, other characters that have come and gone in X-Men Red are um is is Thunderbird. But as of Giant-Size X-Men Thunderbird number 1, he is uh he was on the reservation
1: mm-hmm.
0: on Earth, uh but he should be coming back soon. Hopefully. Hopefully.
1: I Hopefully.
0: like this title. I just like the subterfuge that's going on Mm -hmm. with this and an ultimate in a mortal x-men number two
1: yeah well also in x-force
0: you want to talk about x-force
1: well i suppose but um there's uh there's the um did you read the info page about colossus in x-force uh
0: yeah i i i never want to read the infographics because the infographics have turned less fun over time because now they're just paragraphs written. They used to be cool, like things with Hickman stuff, with like circles yeah, yeah, and shapes, yeah, yeah. and like, oh, cool! I can, I can kind of understand. Yeah, this. like
1: this, this is what the space station looks like. Right. I do, I do like the looks. I think when they're done in a specific way, like for example, I thought that the medical reports that they sometimes do, I think those are cool. Yeah. Um. Also, actually, in X Men Red, there's a um transmission from. It doesn't say who it's from. I don't think. I think it's from Abigail though, because the it's like got like deny everything is like the tag at the bottom, and then like deep secret is the tag at the top, which I thought was cool.
0: I think it was Abigail because it said like if yeah. I'm resurrected something or another, and I'm reading this know this or something like that. It said something yeah. like that. Okay, yeah, that's uh, but I, I, I'm tired of the memos because they're just written paragraphs. They're not. Yeah. Infographics. These are
1: things we couldn't fit in on panels, so right. here's some info up. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: right. Which is um, cool if I you think, like to read, but you know, I
1: don't. If I don't like to read, I read comics for that reason. Right,
0: <laughs> right. I don't. Why am I reading prose? You know, yeah. I'm, I'm supposed to be reading sequential art. Um, but what did it say about Colossus?
1: It said that he has been on the beach when he goes to the beach. He's been tracing a design in the sand that says help me yeah just continuously basically
0: you know why that is right
1: yeah yeah because he's he's my first time on the show was that x-force number 25 um if you if you remember where it was revealed that he's a traitor yeah um but and then subsequently added to the quiet council what a journey what a journey um so i i liked that a lot um And then I felt really sad for him. So hopefully he'll be saved.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, like things seem to be getting serious on every, in every single issue. Mm -hmm. But I hope every series kind of has a break at some point where they're just like, let's just hang out and have some character moments, you know?
1: Yeah. Let's just live some happy lives.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, X-Force 28 starts off with like, we learned that Kid Omega is just convincing the five to make mindless husks that he can control based off of other heroes, which is gross and weird.
1: Yeah. It's super messed up. Like it is not like, it's not the vibe all. like I do not like that. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I guess what do you expect from Kid Omega? Um, That was my least favorite part of this book, but not because I thought it was bad, but because it made me so uncomfortable. If that makes sense. Like I just like the idea of it. Zero out of ten. Do not like. Yeah. Um. But it makes sense for Kid Omega, I think.
0: Yeah. Um. But he's struggling to find himself, right? That's kind of yeah, weird. yeah.
1: yeah. I, I, think he, he, yeah. I think he's not sure who he is, and he got dumped, and you know, it's always a tough time. Yeah. Um. And he, so you, you, know, as you do, you pretend to be juggernaut.
0: Yeah. Um. I just thought of an interesting thing. I wonder if mutants can opt into deleting their cerebro files
1: you can you can opt out of being resurrected
0: well but that's different your files oh, but deleting,
1: are still, deleting your cerebro for like being like i do not want to
0: be in cerebro right to the point where like you you're dead right like yeah. you die you're dead i wonder if there's any like it's not that it's just like do not resurrect but rather cannot resurrect because right you don't have the the files for the you. capacity because i can Like, I can imagine, like, Kid Omega being, like, I think his problem might be that he is able to be resurrected. And it would be an interesting thing for the character to just be, like, I'm going to delete my cerebro files, and uh, if I die, I die. Because I feel like people's personalities are changing now that they're knowing that they can be resurrected.
1: Yeah, 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 definitely. I think... I think with the change to the protocols with the um
0: the waiting the place pocket, or whatever. With, with
1: the, the pocket dimension and the waiting place, I think yeah. because Cerebo can scan across time, it doesn't necessarily matter if you delete your record from Cerebo now mm-hmm. because it could go back. But um I'm sure there's a way around that.
0: Yeah. Otherwise. Yeah.
1: Just go die in the other world. Easy.
0: Ugh. But then you come back all distorted, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, did you read any DC titles?
1: I did. I did. Of course. Uh, but you... before we move on to X Force, oh, yeah. Uh, sorry, move on from X Force. I wanted to talk about the Cthulhu X helmet, Cerebro helmet. Oh,
0: Cerebrax, right?
1: Yeah. That's, yeah. All, that's all I really wanted to say is that I like the idea of a tentacle Cerebro. <laughs> I think, that it's, I think it's a fun heads. idea. <laughs> exactly. I like uh, it. It's, it's so gross. <laughs> I know. Can't it's also X-Force sad. Though
0: right? Yeah. Even though we know they're going to get resurrected. Th- this is my opinion about death in fiction is that mm-hmm. even if these characters get resurrected, I'm all about what you do in your last moments. And it just hit like it, you know, so like yeah. Spider-Man, when he dies in Infinity War, when he gets blipped, like, I don't care that I knew that Spider-Man was going to come back. I cared yeah. about like what he said and how Tom Holland acted at that moment.
1: hmm.
0: That that meant something. It's how what you think when you're going to die, regardless of whether you die, whether you get died and get resurrected. It's what you do when you die, right?
1: Yeah, I think there's like a it it can still have an emotional weight to it, even if it's not death.
0: Right. So like, Havoc got his head chomped, and like you see him just get like scared that he's like, and then he just dies.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. So yeah, death still means something. I
1: think. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, I fiction. agree with
1: that. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's still like it's not an easy thing. That's why they had, um, the um the crucible. Is that it's not an easy thing to yeah. get stabbed by apocalypse. Yeah, um, it's quite scary. So yeah,
0: yeah. because <laughs> you know. I don't know whether I would be. Even though I would know I would get resurrected, I don't think.
1: I don't like, think I could do it. Yeah, I don't think I could. I I feel like I'd be like ah. Uh, yeah. Oh, I'll without powers for now, I guess. <laughs>
0: yeah, it makes sense for the depowered mutants to be like, I would choose temporary death if it means coming back.
1: Yeah. Know. Still, apocalypse is scary. I I mean I know it's not apocalypse now, but but back when it was, you know.
0: Yeah. Who is it now? It's not Gordon. Uh,
1: now now it's... now it's a person you can choose. You choose someone that you would like to okay. participate in the crucible with.
0: Okay. Um what did you what would you um read from DC? I
1: read Nightwing, I read Shadow Warzone, I read The Flash. Mm. And that was it. This Are you not reading early.
0: Batman the Night?
1: I didn't get to it. I am reading it, okay. but I didn't get to it in time.
0: Okay. Let's uh let's talk about the ones that you did uh, did read. Uh Flash 782. Um the cover of it, which I'm showing on the live stream right now, the cover of it is It looks like the Flash is going to prison, but, like, in, that's, it's, it's not the case. Like, in, in the, in the issue, he goes to prison, like, he literally visits the location, but he doesn't go to prison as in get locked up, so I feel like the cover is...
1: Do we think that they sent, like, the the cover artist, like, a note and was like, the Flash goes to prison, um, and blah, 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 but the artist interpreted that as he goes to prison. (laughs) Maybe. Okay.
0: (laughs) Maybe. But there's also like, isn't there a history of cover art not matching what's going on inside?
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. And I think the flash for like the last, I want to say like 12 months has been kind of disconnected, I would say. From what? In a lot of aspects. From it, like from itself, I would Mm. say. Like, I feel like each issue has felt very different from like the, not necessarily different yeah. lost, but like its own thing you you're know? right
0: each story arc might as well just be different a different writer because yeah you know um aries is out there on volume what's up aries i see you aries says never judge a comic by its cover art kind of yeah i mean certain comics you can and certain comics i mean it's just like it eh. you think that flash is going to prison by the way i hate that trope superhero goes to prison and has to spend time in prison i hate that trope. I'm so tired of it. It happens all yeah. the time.
1: Yeah.
0: Like, you know? Um, but Could uh be
1: her, must be punished.
0: Right. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, Flash 782. Um specifically what what this issue started or this arc started in 781 with, yes. with Wally breaking Wallace out of school, essentially. He's just like, yeah, skip school.
1: Yeah, I feel like it's been like a bunch of two-issue arcs since basically Infinite Frontier.
0: Yeah. Did this issue end the arc? No, right?
1: I Let's see. Where does it end?
0: I feel like there have been three-issue arcs. Because the one previous to this is the Eclipso one, right?
1: Yes. Uh, was uh, Maybe. Maybe, yeah.
0: I think that was three issues. And then I think the one... Bef- I don't remember the one before that. But at, at some point, there was... Wally or Barry is going, is it no? Wally is going through time as different speedsters. That's the way this like whole thing started, like kicked off, right? With infinite frontier.
1: Through time as different speed. Yes. Yes. Right, yeah, Cause he
0: was in he yeah. He was in Impulse's body in the future. He was in like like Jay's body in World War II. Mm-hmm. There was like a whole thing. So they've been kind of three issue arcs they're just what, trying to crank out really thin trades?
1: Maybe I it could, it could also be maybe they knew that Barry was going to be a big part, obviously it's not Barry's book, but Barry was going to be part of Infinite Frontier and then um, obviously Barry doesn't die in Dark Crisis oh sorry, because he's Death still Death lost asleep, right? but he's, he's, he's involved in Dark Crisis Yeah, so I guess maybe they're stalling until
0: yeah. We see a lot of books do that. Stalling yeah. for events.
1: Mm-hmm. Sometimes, I mean that was the first six issues of X-Men, right? Was, was just stalling while Inferno and Child Magneto were going on.
0: Right. And like sometimes it works and sometimes it's super obvious and it doesn't work. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Um, but uh Flash 782, I love the the Wally and Wallace teaming up. Like I really like that yeah. dynamic. Um do you have a favorite flash?
1: Wally's my favorite flash. I actually did remember what the arc before this one was, and it's the Wally Nightwing crossover. That's right. Yeah. Which was good. I like that. That's right. That. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I yeah, Wally Wally's my favorite flash. Um I think he's pretty cool. Um, yeah, but, I grew up
0: with Wally as my flash. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Makes a big difference who you see you when
0: you're a little child <laughs> yeah uh was it weird though that uh that warden wolf introduced himself where was that did i
1: include
0: over like it was it was it like warden wolf is doing some yes. like weird things but like in the original in the jeff johns run warden wolf is jeff john's creation warden wolf he uh you know, he was like Wally was dealing with Warden Wolf back then.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's hard. It's always hard because this should be Wally, should be. Oh, that was a voice crack. <laughs> Wally should be. Uh, um, the way that Rebirth worked is Wally is from pre Flashpoint, right? So it's like that wouldn't necessarily.
0: Yes and no. That's rebirth, but in Infinite Frontier, they merged all the conflicting timelines to be like, yeah, they all existed. in Right, one but w- Wally
1: didn't even exist in U52 anyway. So
0: Right. But as we were learning from last issue and this issue, is that Wally grew up with Wallace around.
1: Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So then, then that is, yeah, that's definitely like a merging of of, of that all together. But yeah. Yeah, so I guess maybe then you could be like, oh, he doesn't know people. I
0: don't
1: know. And yeah. Kevin is, is such a loose thing in yeah. DC, you know?
0: Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I'm sure it'll smooth itself out.
1: Yeah, eventually. And then we'll get another reset.
0: Yeah. Is it, I mean, are we being nitpicky? Am I being nitpicky when I'm like bringing up a character like Warden Wolf, who, let's be honest, he's never even had an action figure, right? Like, does this character matter? Like. Am I being nitpicky? I if know. he
1: matters to you, it matters. You okay.
0: Know? All right. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for that. Uh, but I like this run. I like this run of Flash. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think I think it's good. I I did really like the Doctor Fate arc slash the Eclipso arc. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought that was cool. Especially, I really enjoyed the um, the meta issue. I guess. Which um, was what? Which was the one where Doctor Fate was like, "We need your help, reader." And then Wally's like, "Who is that? Did you oh, read that issue?"
0: Yeah, God. but so what the, happened they, in it? I forget.
1: They they basically just go through a cave, and at the end of it is where they find. I think that's where they find Eclipse or or bore the Black Diamond, um, and then it goes into the the, the part from there.
0: Okay. Um. Okay. I I, I hate I, I I'm I also I'm done with that trope where the char- the character looks into like the reader's face cuz like Grant Morrison did that with Multiversity yeah. and like that's cool and creepy but Superboy Prime did that beforehand
1: but you had to rotate the page to help save them I enjoyed it
0: with Multiversity
1: No with um with the Flash with the Flash
0: Oh yeah that's right that's right yeah. Uh by the way 780 was the War for Earth 3 tie-in Oh yes Right. Uh, then before that is the Eclipseo. When was the Nightwing one? Was that not on the during the Flash?
1: If there was a Flash issue and there was a Nightwing issue. I'm sure.
0: Uh, Let's see. Nah, because yeah. seven. This is seven eighty two. Seven eighty one was the issue before it. Seven eighty is the War for Earth three. I don't think there was a a Nightwing. It was definitely a two issue arc. I'm sure it was. It wasn't before the Eclipso arc, right? No. I'm looking at it right now. Flash 779 is the Eclipso arc. I was
1: sure that was two. Oh, no, because that,
0: really that sure. was that thing with Night... Was that the crossover with Nightwing and Superman, Son of Kal-El? There
1: that. was a Superman... No, there was, there was one for both. There was a Superman crossover with Nightwing, and there was a Flash crossover with Nightwing. Oh.
0: Huh. But I'm not seeing any of the, none of these issues are. are uh,
1: maybe it was a single Nightwing issue.
0: Yeah. Or a two Nightwing issue in which Flash get just gets starred.
1: Maybe, maybe.
0: Uh, Interesting. We're getting down to the nitty gritty in this episode. <laughs> um, no. there couple, yeah.
1: And there were a couple. Continuity.
0: Yeah. And there are a couple issues before the Eclipso arc that are kind of non-descript just like yeah whatever they're flash issues
1: mm-hmm.
0: um but yeah okay um let's talk about Nightwing though because uh okay. you know uh Nightwing number two this has just been a solid run of Nightwing um with Tom Taylor and then there was a guest writer that took like took over it at some point right that was like in an issue or something was it was like I last it's hoping it you would think it would all be uh uh the same writer but it's not tom taylor on one issue and i forget when that was so this is nightwing issue 92 that's tom taylor and bruno redondo then taylor taylor and Borges did the previous issue which was the flash nightwing team up uh, and then Flash Nightwing team up on the pre- the issue before that. So Nightwing oh, so 90 were- and 91. They were both okay, so there.
1: I knew I knew it was a two-issue arc. Yeah. That makes sense.
0: <laughs> and then the one before it, 89, was the first of a two-issue arc between Nightwing and Superman Son of Kal el So they kind of did two back-to-back crossovers.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I don't, I don't uh Taylor and Redondo, Taylor and Taylor and Borges did the Flash Nightwing team up. But anyway, uh, there was one issue, a couple issues back, that wasn't Tom Taylor, and I forget which one that was. But it is what it is. How'd you uh, how'd you like this issue?
1: I was it was interesting because I felt like this could have almost been the first issue post Infinite Frontier in a way. Like I felt like it's like a good. It, yeah on point i guess i would say
0: is it because um, they spent so much time away from this nightwing uh uh heart what's the guy's name heart breaker heartless heartless okay uh they spent so many issues away from heartless away from blockbuster away from um who's zuko melinda zuko yeah um that like oh this issue was kind of a refresher back to it
1: yeah absolutely absolutely
0: Um. I feel like this was like, oh yeah, yeah, let's get back on track again.
1: Yeah, right? yeah, we've done a couple of crossovers now. Back to the story. Right. Um, but it, but it is really weird, you know, because because I think it's so hard when you have a giant event going on like Dark Crisis, where it's like, okay, cool, Nightwing's doing this, but when's Batman gonna die? Right. <laughs> you know. Um. So like, it's it's hard
0: yeah um because justice league is going through their thing right now they have the death of justice league and then they have dark crisis coming up and i'm just i know they're going to come back but like what's the point of all this i hope it's something good and i hope that these like solo series don't get impacted by it Mm -hmm. i want them to be impacted but i don't want their quality to be impacted
1: yeah yeah for sure it's it's hard it's hard to know where everything is on the timeline as well because obviously you might look at really we're still in that first arc of of Nightwing in that like first like month (laughs) of him not necessarily a month of him becoming becoming mayor but it's still that like very condensed storyline versus something that's maybe a little bit more extended yeah so it's always hard to tell where things are lying in the in the thing, and even like the, the I mean, the last tournament's only like three or four days, right? So like,
0: Robin, how does that
1: fit in with everything? You know,
0: there's also Shadow War.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. and Absolutely. like
0: the the events of Deathstroke Inc. Mm-hmm. Leading to Shadow War, and Robin's uh, stuff leading to Shadow War, and then there was Fear State. Remember Fear State? Yeah. Uh, Fear State was Great going time. on, and that kind of like that kind of, uh um just uh, uh kind of prolonged the nightwing story but Definitely. this is kind of a return back to uh back to form back
1: to yeah back to the actual main yeah. story it'd be um, hard in a trade i reckon if you were to re- I I think that first trade must be very succinct but like
0: this is probably the start next, of a new trade right the
1: next trade you'd be like what is this yeah
0: <laughs> Best. yeah yeah uh I wonder what, yeah, what, well, the first trade's already out, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. So it's like, okay,
0: fine, fine. And then I'm sure there's a Fear State trade. Yes, there is. That'll come out, so then that that single issue will be there. And then um, I'm sure there'll be a trade with a Superman, Son of Kal-El, and Nightwing team up. And then, which would probably be in the same trade that the Flash-Nightwing team up is going to be in. yeah. And then this will probably be the start of the new trade.
1: that's why that's why
0: um who else in this world gets down to the nitty-gritty like we do like i'm sure but like it's important (laughs) for us it's important and so it's like for for any fans out there that want to know kind of what's going on don't worry don't worry about the nitty-gritty that we're we're doing we're doing multiple things for multiple listeners um but like in this issue uh, bruno redondo's art is so good uh and he changes his art a little bit in the beginning to give us that, like, like Oldie that. Vibe. Yeah, the four-color feel yeah. of um, four-color processing uh, is what it's called, uh, of older comics with a flashback to Dick as Robin. And mm-hmm. Dick essentially getting his ass beat. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I like it. And Alfred's alive in the past, but he's not alive in the present. And it's sad.
1: I'm God. That they have. Oh, I just noticed as well, which is really nice. Um, because I have it open on my tablet. Um, they have the pizza place that Nightwing and Barbara walk past is the Mar- Marv and George Pizza Place.
0: Oh, I just I'm flipping through the pages that, and that's George in the truck. Yeah. And that's Marv right at the at the bottom sitting. Looks mm-hmm. like it.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think so.
0: R.I.P. George Perez. Wow. Well,
1: how sweet.
0: Yeah. Oh, it's sad. Um, but yes, Nightwing, good, uh, good issue, good issue.
1: Yeah, I enjoyed it. I
0: enjoyed it. How are you feeling about Shadow War?
1: I can't say that I have cared for it, but yeah, it is what it is. And I also, I didn't go. When I went into Shadow Warzone, I wasn't expecting it to be an anthology series. So as I was reading, I was kind of surprised. Um, but it was, I didn't mind it, to be honest. There were some stories that I liked, and I liked the Harley Quinn story a lot.
0: Which one was the Harley um, Quinn one?
1: That one was right at the end where she's being chased by the League of Shadows. And then she goes into an arcade and just beats them up. And I enjoyed the visuals.
0: Oh, I don't think I finished Shadow Warzone now that I'm thinking about it. Um, it was a lot. Yeah. I'm also I'm just not that interested in Shadow Warzone. I I like the idea that somebody's somebody's pretending to be Deathstroke and mm-hmm. that person killed Rachel Ghoul. So I like it. But we're also, aren't we getting like a racial Ghoul series coming up?
1: I don't know if we are but maybe that but I'm just I, not put into.
0: I I uh are we getting uh Where did I see this?
1: Uh... That's an Azrael story coming out. That's exciting.
0: Oh no, it's from One Bad Day. It's Batman okay. One Bad Day series of one shots that spotlights the Dark Knight's rogue gallery. So he's getting a one shot. Somebody had pointed that out. Um, did I read? I re- okay. So, in this Shadow War Zone, the Talia story is cool, even if it's just for the sake of showing brown skin Talia, and yeah. and giving race uh, Asian features. And we're dealing with ethnic hair. So, from a diversity standpoint, great.
1: Always oh, a good thing.
0: But did the story matter? No.
1: Yeah, I, I I guess that's, sort of, it, it really didn't feel like you needed to have read this. Like, right. I don't think i gave other than, like, I did enjoy some of it, but, like, I don't know if anything really mattered that happened in any of the stories, if that makes sense. hmm But it's a fun enough read.
0: I skipped the Harley story. And from what I'm gathering from the Harley story, it ends with Lashina from, from uh, Apocalypse. Yes. Which is crazy. And I know it that is. Lashina has a history on Earth because she was part of the, um, the Suicide Squad. But, like, new gods are overpowered. Like, they're literally gods. So Lashina yeah. here... Uh, I am I mean, I'm interested now. If That's going to be the main Harley title where Lashina it, is a villain in it?
1: Yeah, it could be. Uh, I mean, it says to be continued. So yeah. that would be the natural continuation there. I think. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I haven't been keeping up with the Harley story recently. So I don't know if it's coming yeah. to the end of an arc, but.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm not keeping up with Harley right now, but uh, maybe I'll get to it and I'll binge it. Because yeah. if Lashina is coming, I'm going to uh I'll, I'll hop on for that. I love my new gods. Yeah. Um I especially like the like, new gods when they're interacting with non new god stuff. Whether they're on earth, whether they're in the Justice League, I like that. Cuz otherwise it's almost too much. Like the Eternals.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, you kind of need some sort of like foil? Hu- hu- yeah, foil and like it, like something dragging it down from that like kind of like um really high plane yeah oh, yeah
0: i'm with you i'm with you yeah um uh what was i gonna say oh there. there's also a story ghost maker and uh 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 clown killer right clown killer is his name
1: clown killer clown hunter right. clown hunter clown hunter yes
0: yeah go uh ghost maker has been teaching clown hunter skills which is awesome yeah. um and they're also both Asian characters, which is cool. Uh, and then they're set to protect Ghost Spider from, or no, Black Spider from uh, League of Assassins, right? Or League of Shadows. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And there's some, there's some bantery stuff going between yeah. the two of them. Yeah. It's all right. I didn't really like the odd style, but other than that, right? it was, it was all right.
0: How do you feel about Otto Schmidt? Because he did the first story, and this one, I think, has has the most promise, which is Black Canary. I, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I love him. Um, I think he's a great artist. Yeah. Uh, he's also on DC vs. Vampires. Yeah. 10 out of 10.
0: Also, like, is this art just way too sexy? Like, not in a bad way, <laughs> but in, like, an overwhelmingly sort of way?
1: Yeah. Yeah, like, why does this look so good? this is right. wrong.
0: <laughs> right. And it doesn't matter whether they're wearing clothes or not wearing clothes. Like he draws them just really well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Um,
0: did you, do you like Angel Breaker? It's a new villainess that gets introduced in this. It turns out like Black um, Canary trained her.
1: I thought she looked really cool. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah. I
1: always like the kind of like white hair vibes. Okay. Um, especially with Red. I think I think she looked really cool. Um, yeah.
0: The costume's so yeah, over I, the top though, right?
1: I love it. I love that. Yeah. Like, I think that's a great time for a villain. Like, she kind of gave me, um, for a second, when I first started reading it, I wasn't, like, really paying attention, and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess yeah. Madeline Pryor, Emma Frost crossover. Oh, uh, with magic. Was like, Wait a second. I saw magic. <laughs> I see, I see. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, like, if you just break down this costume, it makes no sense no uh it's a full body spandex with a cutout which we've seen before in many Mm -hmm. superhero or super women costumes it's it's cut out you know throughout the torso but then she also has a helmet with horns and a full red visor right yeah um I wish I could I could display this picture but I can't and then she has fur around the collar that goes to her shoulders then she has big old clunky gauntlets and a sword and a big black and red cape
1: yeah it's great I love it is she sexy yes is it practical
0: no uh JJ's comic stuff says yo-yo no sounds there's no sounds I'll have to I'll have to uh test it. But uh oh it's back. Did it drop a frame? No, it didn't drop a frame. Okay. Anyway. Um but uh yeah, so so the costume makes no sense for Angel Breaker. But... It could
1: be, it could be. So my sister used to be a dancer when she was younger, mm-hmm. and there's like a material that you use when you want something to look sexy and like a cutout. Yeah. It's called it's called flash, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um so, you can use that instead, but then it still has the support of normal clothes. So, that could have been. It's maybe... like semi
0: see through or it's a yeah, flesh yeah, yeah. color.
1: It's like, bro. It's, so, it's like flesh colored and also see-through. kind of see through. Okay. Yeah.
0: Um. Yeah. It's a wild costume. Anyone out there, look up Angel Breaker. Uh, I'll be posting a picture on Instagram uh, soon because the costume makes no sense, but she is powerful and she see she has like a powerful sword and she can withstand black canary's sonic scream but black canary like she essentially beats up black canary and is about to kill her and then she gets called away but black canary is the one who taught her so there's kind of something going on there i'm cool with it i'm down with it give black canary her own solo series come on or let's do another birds of prey like are birds of prey gonna come back
1: we can only hope. Yeah. We can
0: only hope. Yeah. Um, you didn't read Batman the Night, though, right?
1: No, I didn't. I didn't get to it um, this week. But feel free to talk about it.
0: I, I won't spoil it. Um, okay. Batman the Night has been one of the a really good uh, comic miniseries. And it's something that anyone out there who likes Batman but isn't up to date with Batman could could pick up. Because Batman the Night takes place after Bruce leaves Gotham to train this is his, some of his training and it's only an issue five and it's going to be a 10 issue series. Uh, I'm assuming two trades, five issues each, and it's about him learning different things. So he goes to Henry Ducard and, uh, or no, he, he learns how to be a thief from the cat. And then he meets Henry Ducard. And then he goes to, um, goes to, to learn martial arts. And that right now in this issue, he's learning, um, to be like a, Master of disguise slash con man. It's a little bit different than a thief, but you know whatnot. And uh, he's also training with Ghostmaker. I don't know if you knew that. Did you know that? Like that guy yeah. in the guy in the previous two issues or whatever mm-hmm. is Ghostmaker. Yeah. So
1: that 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 starts in so in just after Joker War is when Ghostmaker's like origin story is right. um is introduced and, right. and that's when they like are training together back right. when they were like kids
0: did you know that that's the character though in batman the night you just assumed it was Ghostmaker.
1: maker yes that anton yes.
0: yeah anton is Ghostmaker. maker so they,
1: there's almost seems scenes what's that there's there's some crossover scenes but
0: oh is yeah. there oh okay because they didn't like i don't think they've named him anton in the regular batman title
1: no, no, because his name is, he hasn't, he doesn't tell people his name, except yeah. for I think Batman's like one of three people who's seen both his face and knows his name. Yeah. Um, but yeah.
0: Yeah. Ghostmaker is also, is also bisexual, um, which is very, uh, very interesting uh, for the character. And there is a moment in this book. That's all I can say. Some people are already complaining, but. I don't I don't think it is what it is but it is what it is <laughs> you'll have to read it and make your own I'll,
1: I'll have to read it I um yep. I can tell you I made a video about ghostmaker maybe like two three months back uh-huh. um, and the amount of controversy that people felt just from the fact that he was bisexual
0: why was what are they insane. saying
1: because those well, like so I, I didn't mention it in the video and yeah. that wasn't like intentional in any way, but someone in the comments was like, oh, he's bisexual. And I was like, yeah, that's true. So many people were like, why does that matter? Like, why is that the first thing you think of when you think of a character? And it's like, well, it, I mean, it, it's just a fact about him. It's no different from me being like, he is a millionaire's son. Like, you, right. like it's just a fact about him, you know? Like,
0: like uh, James Bond is a womanizer. That yeah, is, it's, it's just, is.
1: It's just it's just what do you like it it doesn't I mean it doesn't matter in the fact that nothing about a character really matters at right. the end of the day. It's right. just a part of who they are. Um but <laughs> oh man, people people would not like people were not happy that this person had dared to say that he was bisexual. Yeah. So
0: um oh <laughs> okay. We have a, we have a, it's interesting. I don't know whether this is, is this right now? Oh yeah, it is right now. So they are commenting about what we're talking about. Bobby Shane coming out with uh, with negative stuff. It's fine. Everybody has their opinion. I don't like the Moon Knight series. Okay, fair. I don't think we were talking about Moon Knight though. Um, nah, I don't like woke comics. Why does everything have to be woke? I don't, I, I don't think diversity is wokeness. I think that representing people as they are in real life and then in our fiction, it makes sense. You know, we've got tall people, we got short people in our fiction. We have men, we have women. Um, I think that uh, having that representation is uh, important because we're showing the world as it is and having those characters reflect that. It makes sense. You know, it'd be like uh, if, if all our superheroes were just like men in their 60s, You'd be like, well, what about men in their 40s? I'm like, no, 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 that's, eh, we don't need that. That's it's too like, much, that's too much. <laughs> it'd be too much, it'd be too much. You know, I can only have men in the, in their 60s. Or if we were just mm-hmm. like, no, nah, no, no. Why don't we just have all, like if, if the historical context was every um, character in comics was an anthropomorphic dog. And it's like, well, this isn't representative of like my experiences as a human being. And it's like, yeah, but we don't care about your experiences as a human being. We care about these anthropomorphic dogs. It's like, can I have at least one, like one human character? Like, uh, anthropomorphic dogs it is. Like, I feel like people want characters that represent uh, diversity, whether or not they're even part of the group. And then people also want something that represents like what they are, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, I'd also say that it's like, it's not like a woke thing to just have characters that aren't straight white men you know right like it's, it's right because if people, we think those about people exist in real life, and so they yeah. should exist in media as well
0: right and you know uh 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 straight white men also are represented in comic books so yeah, like exactly uh, they, they are still there we get different things but the way i like to see it is like 50 percent of the world you know we're given give or take however many percentage uh are women and so like why aren't 50 percent of heroes women in in, in comic books, in media, in fiction, right? Uh, It's just interesting, you know, uh, when we don't have proportional representation. I think that proportional representation is important for these stories, you know? um jj's yeah. comic stuff says uh, i hate the term woke it's just a reflection of reality some people can't handle that i guess that's what jj's comic stuff says jj's comic stuff says as a straight white male i don't have an issue with any of it some people are just prejudiced and refuse to admit that yes yeah i mean yeah. you know yeah i get it and then but we you read what speaks to you then you know and don't read what doesn't speak to you right like I read a lot of stuff, but I'm trying to think of something that I don't read because it doesn't really speak to me. I don't know if you have that. Mm,
1: Sometimes, well, I there's, I mean, there's certain aspects that I don't like in a book, and I will stop reading mm-hmm. if it, um, if it happens. Like, I personally, I think this is a controversial opinion. I don't like the boys because yeah. it's like I don't like stories that are like super pessimistic and there's no element of hope to it which I feel like the boys is yeah um and also there's a lot of sexual violence which I just don't enjoy at all right. and so like that wasn't something that I could get through um, so I just don't read it and then I don't
0: yeah in my opinion, people
1: like it that's fine
0: yeah the boys as a comic book I think is hot fire like uh, not hot fire hot garbage I think those are two different concepts fire is good garbage is bad but trash fire not good so trash not good fire good trash fire not good garbage whatever uh yeah. it's it's trash the boys comic and the boys show to me is smarter than the comic and it, it it deals with satire in a certain way that i'm like okay i i can i can partake in it i like the boys series that being said is it exactly my cup of tea do i want 10 more shows like the boys no but like i think it's smart enough and shocking enough that i'm like okay i i like it you know um, Bobby Shane more more, you know, you're, you're more than in, uh, uh, entitled to your opinion, which is fine. Um, we all go about fiction in different ways. Uh, Bobby Shane, so really, if people really want uh, really, if people really want wokeness and everything, then why are lots of woke movies and TV series flop? Now, I don't know which angle to take this from, so I would say first thing you got to define what wokeness is. Um, I don't want to derail from from our comic conversation too much to hit this, but I would say you have to define what wokeness is. Then you have to uh, back up your claims that a lot of woke movies and TV series flop. You'd have to say this percentage of woke movies flop. If it's 90% of woke things flop using that definition, then you'd have to prove through your sources that it flopped because it was woke and then kind of go from there. I also do, I do think that there are times when it just gets thrown in. I don't know. I don't know. I Some, think you'd have to start from there.
1: Sometimes the movie is bad because it's bad and not yeah. necessarily because it tried to do something else. But I will say on that note, Superman, Son of Kal-El, which I'm sure you probably feel is a workbook.
0: Right. Um, is which, very it's a great book.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's very yeah. consistently uh, one of the top sellers on Comicsology.
0: Right. Uh, there's life. also something called confirmation bias, right? Mm-hmm. Is where if we're looking for something, we will pull patterns from things that allow us to, um, allow us to connect uh, 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 things in the way that confirms our bias, right? So Superman, you're right. Superman, Son of Kal-El is one of the best-selling series uh, right now, currently. Um, Bobby Shane, uh, again, you have to you do have to bring up what wokeness means. You have to kind of start from there. You got to define wokeness and do that. So if we are cherry picking CW's Batwoman, I feel like it flopped not because it was quote unquote woke. And by woke, I would assume that you mean that a main character is bisexual. But a main character can be bisexual. Are we making an argument that I mean- main character should not be bisexual?
1: Legends of Tomorrow didn't Le- flop in... Yeah. She, uh, what's her name? Uh, Sarah.
0: Yes. Yeah. Is,
1: is, is one of the leads in that. Right.
0: For every... I think for every quote-unquote woke series that flops, we can find one that doesn't. Mm-hmm. And again, we still have yet to define what woke is, but we're assuming that woke means diverse, right? Everything in Batman or in Batwoman is woke. Everything... But... I feel like when, when we have to give our logical arguments, we have to detach ourselves from our um, how we feel emotionally, right? Whether or not I like Batwoman or not, can we call it a flop? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I think there was definitely a lot of problems with Batwoman, right? Um, and like- I do even,
1: even bothered to watch
0: it. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, uh, uh, Ruby Rose being one of them, right? But then I read to attribute that Ruby Rose's problems, her flaws as both an actress and a character, like a, a, you know, behind the scenes and in front of the camera, are attributed to her being bisexual, or that the story was focusing too much on bisexuality. Um I don't know. I don't think so. But I think that we have to logically detach ourselves from that in order to make a logical argument. Um so when you come at it with everything in Batwoman is woke, I can find something that's not woke, I guess. Like what is not woke? Like a straight relationship? Um, You know, there were straight relationships in Batwoman. So technically not woke, if that's what we're talking. Either way, point being is, I think to make a logical argument, we would have to follow a logical train of thought. And uh, I think we've diverted too much from this as well. Um, do you have some, Danny, or do you want to move on to a new topic So, title? I mean,
1: did you read House of Slaughter this week?
0: Uh, is it woke? I'm, it might be. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on what your definition of woke is. Uh, I, I did not read House of Slaughter. Uh, I haven't read, because I'm not really a big horror fan. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, yeah, But yeah, I have yeah, read some horror stuff, like Nice House on the Lake. Has been okay. like super good, um, but tell we, me about how. You
1: might you should try try the first volume of Something Killing the Children because the same writer. So
0: James Tynan,
1: James Tynan IV. fourth. Yeah, okay. he is he's everywhere. You like Department of Truth too, didn't you?
0: Uh, I do. I did. I tell you, I'm reading Department of Truth, but it makes me feel weird because yeah,
1: yeah, because it's, it's weird creepy. vibes. Weird vibes It yeah, is yeah, weird absolutely. vibes.
0: Super creepy.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. But uh, tell me about House of Slaughter 6, or House of Slaughter in general.
1: So, House of Slaughter takes place in the something is killing the children world, in which um, basically monsters exist and they're almost um, thought into being by children and children's fears. Um, These can create monsters of differing varieties, but only children can see them and also special hunters. Um,
0: so only children can to... see the monsters. Yes. Can the monsters then... kill you if you can't see them?
1: Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's messed up. <laughs> yeah. So
0: it's not only, it's not just a perception thing. Like it's literally like they're invisible to anybody who can't. Yeah. See exactly. Them, but they so can still of, interact.
1: Yeah. Kind of the way that it works is that like you know a child might tell a story to their friends of like a spooky like story or whatever, and then that monster. Kind of manifests into a real being, but only children can see it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, typically, because of that, it is feasting on children, um, but it can kill adults too. Okay. Um, anyway, um, so then there's a secret order, the House of Slaughter, uh-huh. um, which trains people to be monster killers. Okay. Um, so, House of Slaughter takes place in that. The first arc was a five-issue arc, and that concluded a couple months ago, and so this is the start of the new arc. I really enjoyed it. Um, I think the visuals are really cool. I really love the world. Um, They're kind of doing, like, a House of Slaughter arc, and then a Something is Killing the Children arc on and Mm -hmm. off um, on five-month sprints, which I think is really cool. Um, Yeah, so this is the start of the the new House of Slaughter one, and it was really good. And I would recommend it, if it's something that people are interested in.
0: Do you read a lot of horror comics
1: i weirdly do i hate horror i don't hate horror movies but i am a bit of a scaredy cat um that's but
0: so am a little bit for
1: whatever reason um horror comics really cool to me i think it's a really great medium or at least thriller comics you know i think it's a really great medium because you can experiment with a little different stuff like i don't Mm -hmm. know if you read um oh what's the scott snyder one that just ended
0: um oh I don't know Night
1: of the Ghoul Night of the Ghoul if you okay. read that Um that one was a bit more of a classic horror y want I don't know it just it just sort of happens and even the book I picked up a number one issue this week and that one was kind of a spooky one too and I was like why do I I just gravitate towards them they speak to me
0: Yeah <laughs> Um is I hate this place a horror do you read that one
1: I that's the one I read that was kind of spooky and I was like oh
0: what's that about because you read it I didn't read this one
1: yeah um what was it about let me let me remind myself yeah so it's definitely a horror story of sorts yeah um they live in a town and everything's kind of it's kind of like one of those stories where it's a bit like um everything is like a bit off and I mean there is like definitely some weird ghouly bits at points where they're very clearly like there are uh, ghosts hunting us like let's save ourselves but other mm. than that a lot of it's like very sinister vibes in the background of like panels and stuff like building up to that moment mm-hmm. um and i think that's creepy but i really enjoyed it <laughs> um but basically i guess the town is messed up and that's why they hate this place
0: okay Makes sense. uh i gotta take a quick minute and i will be right back but uh if you want to talk more about i hate this place uh uh to entice people because this was an issue number one um it
1: was an issue number
0: one uh jj's comic stuff is still out there um you know if you want to want to do your pitch for this one uh absolutely i'll be right
1: po- great well now that i have you all to myself i will read you the logline for i hate this place um it's by image studios or i should say it's published by image studios with Um, created by Kyle Starks and oh I'm gonna ruin this Artyom Topolin Um, and basically the premise is if I read straight from the thing uh, it says for fans of Gideon Falls and homesick pilots I don't know if that means that it takes place in the same universe um, but potentially after inheriting a farmhouse Trudy and Gabby are ready to start the new chapter of their lives together Except it's already a home to a mysterious force that attracts ghosts, aliens, and all kinds of supernatural beings, and has for decades. Now, Gabby and Trudy must play by the house rules in order to survive living amongst the most frightening creatures on earth. Um, and it, it, the ish, issue number one was was really good. Um, so I would recommend it. Um, I think it was it was good. Um, I feel like. Dimitri is so much better at this than me I don't I am not built to be a host um but did any of you read I hate this place um there was a lot of good indie stuff that came out this week but I didn't I didn't read it um other than so I read House of Slaughter and I read I hate this place did anyone read anything else that was good I can see the chat yeah I'm I'm taking I'm taking a wee look see now I have it open. Um, cool. Kaiju score. Oh, that sounds like something that I would like. There was a lot of. There's been a lot of Kaiju stuff in X Men recently. Let's see. A Kaiju score. Oh, aftershock. I like aftershock. What'd you say? Mm-hmm. I've been entertaining the the people, Dimitri.
0: (laughs) Uh, We got Aries out there. uh, uh, And we got JJ's comic stuff. Um, And then there's Kaijus. What's this?
1: We're talking about Kaiju Score, which is from Aftershock Comics. And I haven't read it. But it was obviously JJ's comic stuff has recommended it. And it actually looks really cool. And basically, yeah, it's a heist uh, book, which I really like Heist.
0: Wait, the kaijus Um, are the ones doing the heist? Or it's a heist in a world where kaiju exists?
1: Okay, so the heist is that they have to pull it off under the nose of a 1,000-ton kaiju.
0: Are they robbing the kaiju?
1: Yes, it looks like it. So it's like
0: a dragon has its, like, gold and trying to steal the gold from the dragon.
1: Yeah, that's how, that sounds exactly what it like, but it says a giant monster might just be the least of their problems, so who okay. knows what kind of drama they could get themselves into.
0: It, it, it's kind of like Stealing a Dragon's Gold meets mm-hmm. City of the Dead or whatever that, that Zack Snyder movie was, where they have to do the heist in the city where the zombies are. Oh, that movie was so good. <laughs> I really enjoyed Did it. Did you like it? I didn't watch yeah. it. I can't. Uh, I liked it. I get scared. I watched some stuff, but like, I'm like, hey, <laughs> horror isn't really my thing again, you know, um, yeah, fair. but JJ's comic stuff says issue one sets up everything really well. It's one of the better issues, better issue ones uh, that they've read in a while. Um, is there only the first issue out?
1: There's four issues. Oh, let me double check that actually.
0: Army of the Dead, not City of the Dead. Sorry. I meant I Army. knew
1: exactly what I knew exactly what you're talking about, oh, okay. though, when you were like, when they go into the.
0: Yeah city of the dead is is a different one but yes army of the dead Mm -hmm. even though army of the dead should have been called city of the dead right
1: (laughs) yeah absolutely absolutely
0: yeah Yeah. um what did we oh are you not reading batman superman World finest
1: no because i'm an idiot i love dan morris yeah. But I just like, I didn't pick up issue one and I haven't gotten onto the train yet. Uh huh. So I need to, that's something I need to read because I want to, yeah. um, but I just haven't yet.
0: Dan Mora's oh, on Instagram.
1: He's great. Yeah.
0: Dan Mora C. Dan underscore Mora underscore C.
1: Yeah. I think that's right.
0: Yeah. Um, um but uh uh Dan Mora is doing really good art it's it's one of those books that it's brought me back to world's finest because the Batman Superman team-ups haven't been really good for like 10 years like it hasn't been my thing but this new one is but it's not a new reader friendly book per se though if you have Wikipedia just look up Wikipedia a quick entry on like who these characters are and I think you'll be fine Yeah. It has a lot of team-ups. There's a lot of different characters that come and go.
1: It looks ah, uh, I mean, it looks fantastic though, doesn't
0: yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, JJ's comic stuff says Quest Aside is a really is really awesome if you like RPGs or D&D. There's a couple of those type of books out right now. There's the what what's Vox Machina? Is that what the the critical role people the are? Critical
1: role. They yeah. have their
0: own comic, right? Mm-hmm. Or two. Then there's a Magic the Gathering comic, uh, and there's a bunch of other stuff from like indie. Like I feel like indie comics are really like leaning into like the 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 D and D kind of thing.
1: Mm-hmm. And I mean Knights of Steel as well,
0: Dark Knights of Steel. Oh, Dark Knights of Steel. Because mm-hmm. the original variant covers of the first three issues were like the the character yeah breakdown. the D
1: and D character sheets which yeah. I thought was really cool yeah
0: yeah um but uh, let's see what have we yet the thing about doing a one on one show uh Comic Talk is normally three people is that we we kind of go through like literally everything and then uh-huh. um we normally get done um. Do you read Marvel's Voice's identity? I didn't get to read I, it.
1: I started it. Um, I think I read maybe did I read the first story? I did start it and then I was like, I need to go back and read this. Mm. Um but because I, I I I've really enjoyed a lot of the voices yeah. issues that have come out. Yeah. Um so I think I think they do such a good job of these, and I think it's really cool that they actively find creative teams as well that also fit the identities that they're looking at. I think, I think it's a really great way to go about showcasing talent that maybe doesn't necessarily get to be showcased. And then hopefully that comes into a bigger thing.
0: Yeah. Shadow Warzone did the same thing with the Talia al Ghul um, Mm -hmm. one shot or or, uh, vignette or whatever you want to call it. um, Because the artist is, uh, uh, the the artist and the writer are both people of color. Um, mm. and I noticed that because she called she called Raish Babu, I think, or or Baba, uh, which is father. And you know, if you didn't know, then you know, then that wouldn't have come up in the writing. You know?
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's it, it's those sorts of things that kind of um. Uh really
0: like stand out help
1: show why it's important yeah kind yeah. of like why it, you should have people of different backgrounds yeah. um, involved in things because there's stuff that you just like genuinely wouldn't know yeah. unless you are from yeah. A culture or like There's from little a country or little whatever. things, little nuances. Yeah. yeah. I can al- I can always tell when an Australian person is written by an American versus like an Australian person. You know, like it's yeah. like you <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like, oh fuck's sake. Did John um,
0: Ostrander, was was he Australian or no? Because he wrote Captain Boomerang on Suicide Squad. Mm, and do you like Captain Boomerang on Suicide Squad? He's all
1: right. He's all right. He's okay. all right. Boomerang, you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But the Marvel Voices books have been good and DC also has uh, a a line of uh, one-shot kind of anthology books uh, that do the same thing. It's
1: it's interesting because they haven't given it like an overall title, whereas like Marvel does like Marvel Voices so you can always tell Mm. what it is. But it's like DC did like Festival of Heroes yeah, and then they do like DC Pride and then they had, I want to say Women of DC, but I think that's not what it was called. Um, uh, but they, they haven't had like unified brand right. if that makes
0: sense dc also hasn't done that for their seasonal books they have like a seasonal anthology which is like summer yeah or winter or whatever and it used to just be called the holiday special but then it was like tis the season to be freezing uh which yes. was yeah. their most recent one so it's like they don't have a singular brand for these like things mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah absolutely
0: which is weird, which but Marvel is, it's seems an, to. It's
1: an interesting choice, yeah, yeah. I think Marvel made the right decision by having it as like a, so that you as the reader can go in and be like, oh, here's another one that's about a different right. group. You know, Because
0: how but. are you supposed to do that for DC? It's like, hey, do you got that new like DC Asian anthology book? Like, it's yeah, weird. yeah, exactly. Yeah. As opposed to being like, hey, do you have the new Marvel's Voices? Yeah. Is there a new one coming out? You can just kind of search that in your Google you know?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: hundred yeah, percent. Um, uh, really quick. Did you read New Mutants 25?
1: I did read New Mutants 25. I knew we missed something.
0: It was magic centric. And then Madeline yes. Pryor is, is a big part of it. And I wasn't really interested in this issue. It was, well, I read it, but
1: yeah, it took a I lot of, I, I think this could have been an issue that was released before Destiny of X with the outcome being the the reboot in Destiny of X, if that makes sense. Because I feel like this is like, obviously it's like the start of a tale, but I think it would have worked better if it was like a cliffhanger that we had to wait for the payoff for, if that makes sense. Yeah. But I did like it. Um, I don't know how a soul sword smashes, but I guess we'll find out yeah um presumably yeah but bless
0: do you read and we'll have th- to see oh, oh sorry go
1: ahead go ahead go ahead
0: oh no i was just going to the next one but no what were you going to say about new mutants
1: i was going to say that and there's something that happens with this in hellfire gala because it's mentioned in the blurb for it so oh okay. or at least in the like marvel
0: they when is hellfire gala coming out? june july june june 28th
1: something like that was oh, so like end the of end june
0: of, into july the last
1: week
0: of yeah exactly okay i okay so weirdly enough i mean not weirdly enough i love the hellfire gala i like i loved it last year it led up to planet size x-men number one
1: yeah
0: but i realized that the more hellfire galas we do the more we're aging the marvel universe we have a set year, which yeah. is unlike, I don't know if anybody knows this, but like a year in our time is not a year in Marvel continuity time. And now with the Hellfire Gala, we can mark, we can legitimately mark a timeline. Yeah. Is that weird?
1: It is, it is weird because it doesn't match up with the rest of the timelines because Hellfire Gala finishes, and then we have um, trial of Magneto. All yeah. of that theoretically should only take place over a month at most.
0: But trial of um, Magneto is, is, is literally directly
1: after, right? Yeah, it's so, like a
0: day of yeah, after Hellfire Gal,
1: right? Yeah, 100%. So graciously we'll grant that a month, right? Okay. But there's definitely issues that are now are like, oh, you know, the recent resurrection protocol stuff, like, you know, mm. but. If that, if next month is is Hellfire Gala, then that was 11 months ago.
0: Yeah. Um, or maybe there's a time jump from here to Hellfire Gala.
1: That's true. And the first Hellfire Gala only takes place four months after the starting of Kokoa. So,
0: does it really? That,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. So there's like a really weird um, two years worth of comics is four months, and then like a year of comics is like a year. A year, basically, yeah. yeah. So so it is, so it is weird because it doesn't quite work out, but uh-huh. it's an Do, interesting time, but I love it.
0: <laughs> according to House of X, Powers of X, and I think we, I, I don't know if you have an opinion about this or not, um, it mentions that year 10 is the start of Krakoa. Year zero or power of zero is, like 10 to the zero power is, is mm-hmm. one. So the first year is n- Moira and Xavier meeting up right? Okay, sure. That's what it kind of is, and then 10 to the power of 1 is the start of Krakoa, which is 10 years. Yeah. So, the X-Men are only 10 years old?
1: Interesting. Yeah, that also, does that mean that everything between like, let's say, again, graciously, 90s to 2019? 2019? That's all ten years worth of comics.
0: Yeah, I mean it's about well, it's not only '90s; it's the '70s. It's yeah,
1: yeah, exactly, exactly. It's It's the the '60s, especially because they do have the time jump thing that they did, where it's very clearly still the '60s style. They didn't like try to retcon that at all, right? So Uh, it's just a weird
0: time. Yeah, so we'll see how that. That's the only thing that I noticed that I was like, oh, that's kind of weird, but. Okay. yeah
1: i think i think that's why often they don't they try their best to not put dates to things right because then you can kind of be like um, right but when you have an annual gala that um, does make it difficult right
0: so the annual gala is the is the, is the thing that i'm like huh. yeah okay i'm all for it though the yeah, fashion yeah, and the costumes like the, i
1: love it Dr. the Dr. politics Dew looks great yeah, yeah. oh I'm sad. So this year, it's only one issue that's actually the Hellfire Gala. Oh,
0: okay. Um,
1: So it's going to be X-Men Hellfire Gala number one. And then, I guess, everything's either before or after that, so. Okay. We'll see.
0: Is there going to be tie-in Hellfire Gala issues of other series?
1: It doesn't look like it. It looks like there'll be Hellfire covers for things, but everything, they've marked it as everything will be in... Hellfire Gala, number
0: one. I mean, that's fair. It just seems, I mean, it seems like Hellfire Gala is an undertaking for writers and editors and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, I kind of want more, but okay. I know, I
1: know, I know. We got so much last year. Yeah. um, Is there going to
0: be a trade? Like, where would the trade, where would the issue come in? Yeah,
1: I know. I feel like it, I feel like it worked well the way they did it last year where there was, like, four core issues and then the rest had, like, fun party.
0: Or the ex- you know, like that- but then there was the expanded hellfire
1: yeah exactly compendium. like like the the anime beach episode that every um like filler i guess that you would have uh-huh. where you can just go like the hillion issue where it was like they just went and got kicked out of the party yeah um
0: oh yeah, yeah yeah i think
1: i think that worked well where it didn't necessarily need to be tied into like the major plot points but they were clearly at the party you know? yeah so maybe I mean maybe they'll do that, but from the uh, solicitations, it didn't look like
0: it. Okay, all right. Um. Uh, what it was you? Re- you didn't read Excellent Three? No, no,
1: no, I didn't. It get was. To read
0: that. It's not good. I don't. I like the art, but this is like a a a a sequel to Ecstatics, essentially, right? Which was mm-hmm. a which was originally then X-Force, but like a a rebooted thing. And I don't know, um, I'm not digging it. And I would say if somebody's worried, like, should they spend money on it or not? Don't, because I think this series will end soon. But what you gonna do? But if you are looking for a good Deadpool and Wolverine team up, do you read Wolverine 21?
1: I did read Wolverine 21. Yeah. I think both Wolverine and X-Force had a very brutal week, I think, in terms of, like, violence. um, Which is what you would expect from those books. Right. Um, Anyway, but yeah, no, I I enjoyed it. I liked both of these issues. Oh, sorry, I should say just this issue, since we've already talked about Um, X-Force. There was a lot of, like, weird Wolverine um, images in this, I guess, because... So there was a lot of cool art, I guess, is what I really mean to say. Okay. Um, Like that that splash page at the very end, I thought was pretty cool. What was the splash um, page at the end? Where it's got like the fighting in like a ring around it.
0: Oh, uh, with the, the Wolverine switch. robots, right?
1: Yeah, and the, cha- the, the 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 case changing hands and everything, like while they're fighting over it. I thought it was cool. Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah. Um, I also like this Deadpool, because Deadpool sometimes is really annoying and not funny. sometimes when they do it like but like I like the way Deadpool was written in this
1: yeah yeah I think I think it's very dependent on the writer I think there's a lot of characters where you can get away with having a bit of shitty writing but I think Deadpool the way that he is can very quickly become a very bleh character right Right. but but yeah no I agree with you I didn't I I I like Deadpool in this and I thought I thought it was a pretty solid issue
0: um, as we close up this episode, there are two more issues. I didn't read these, but did you read Spider-Punk 2 or Silk 5?
1: I read Silk 5. Um, okay. I did not get to Spider-Punk yet.
0: Okay. Uh, you want to you wanna just let us know how Silk is doing?
1: Yeah. So Silk is gotten um, her new series. Uh, it's five issues in right now. Um, it was kind of the... Yeah, it was like the end of this arc, I believe. Yes. Um, so it's a good point to read all five of these issues. Um, I think it's probably also a good book for new readers. Yeah. Especially if you're interested in kind of like the Spider-Verse in general, but you don't want to like jump into um, like the main Spider-Man run, which is like maybe a little bit harder to get into um, because there's a lot going on. Um, plus, Cindy's such a cool character. Yeah. Um, and I really, I really like the writing. Um I just think it's a great book overall, um, so I would definitely recommend checking it out. Um, she's got her own set of of rogues as well, so you don't need to be like, oh, it's another Spider Man yeah. villain knockoff, you know. So
0: yeah, uh, the Silk book has just been 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 good. This new this new kind of run, uh, mm-hmm. I haven't read. I think I read the first three issues. I haven't read four or five, so I couldn't read five this week until I read yeah. four. Um, yeah but I know that like a lot of people are loving, loving silk. And um, I mean, we're going to be talking about very similar topics on this Saturday's episode of the Keeg Talks, where we talk about AAPI representation. And uh, uh, one of our, one of our guests is a real big Cindy Moon fan. So, you know um, I think again, point for diversity and having just a really good comic.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So she still kind of like a mini-series last year that was really solid um, as well. And I think this was like a really good follow-up to that. Um and it's great that she's getting like an ongoing because I think she's a great character and lots of people love her. Yeah. Um so
0: yeah, great times. Um, Danny, thank you so much for for spending time with me tonight. I know it's a lot later uh, uh over there than it is over here, but uh thank you for taking time out of your night or early morning to be on <laughs> Comic Talk um it's always a pleasure to have you on the show you always know so much you read so much uh your insights and analyses are like awesome um your social media content is top-notch where can people find you on social media
1: absolutely uh, well first off thank you for having me on the show again yeah um i'm surprised i haven't bored you um from having me but i'm no. on tiktok at danny's comics and then i'm also on instagram at danny's comics and it's the same handle now. So I, I
0: love that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm a fan a of, of that. Uh, what do you yeah. What do you got coming up? Anything you can talk about?
1: Um, so right now, I am in paid partnership with DC Comics, promoting the launch of DC Universe Infinite. So you can check out some of the content that I've done for that. Um, and other than that, that's kind of the main thing that I've got going on right now. But I will say in a couple of months I'm entering into a webcomic contest so I'll be posting about
0: that at some point so okay all right uh uh, I'll be staying tuned uh again I mean your art is amazing I didn't mention your art earlier but the fact that like you're doing all this and you're doing art is crazy um so good luck with the webcomic contest thank you um what was I I was going to say something um We do multiple different shows here at the Key. Comic Talk is our Thursday night show uh, that we do 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, or 1 a.m. British Standard Time. Um, But we do a lot of other shows. We got the Key Back, which is our hangout show that's tomorrow night on Friday nights. Uh, We also have the Key Talks, which is every other week, but lately it's been every week. Uh, we did Doctor Strange 2 last time, and then we're going to talk about uh, AAPI representation on this Saturday, with a couple of really cool guests uh, that we're going to have on. Um, and then next week, uh, we have Star Wars Celebration in Anaheim. Uh, and the Keeg is going to be making content there, as well as throwing an after party at uh, on May 28th. So if you see a little bit less live stream content, it's because we're doing literal in-person content. Um, Terrell aka Theories by T will be there um, uh, at Star Wars Celebration and at our after party. We got Darth Chaco and Element Seven and Sawyer and a lot of really cool guests coming out to that. So if you're in the Anaheim area, SoCal area uh, on May 28th, come out to uh, the Star Wars Celebration after party. Um, Even if you don't have tickets for Celebration, come to the after party and hang out and we're gonna do some key live shows. other than that, if you, got, if you want to know what comic shops are in your area, go to comicshoplocator.com and find comic shops that are in your area and find the one that works for you. Uh, also, if you're looking to support The Keeg, you can support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash The Keeg Show. Uh, uh, those funds go to The Keeg, and it helps us produce uh, bigger and better shows through that, you find a tier, a subscription tier that works for you. Something as small as $5 uh, goes a long way. Um, other than that, definitely follow Danny's comics on social media. Follow The Key on social media at The Keeg Show. Uh, pretty much TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, anywhere. You type in The Keeg Show, whether it's at The Keeg Show or slash The Keeg Show, you can find us. And then our podcast is wherever you get your podcast from. Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Apple Podcasts. We are all over the place. You can find something that works for you, digest it in the way that uh, you want to. But uh, that pretty much is the end of this show. This has been another episode of Comic Talk. Uh, thank you for tuning in. I'm your host, Dimitri Pereira, and uh, I will see you guys next week. Bye.